Okay, we'll start off with the um, one question from uh, last week. Uh, it's really just a postscript on the uh, shells and the children's clothing. So two people actually sent in a similar shailam. This one who asked his name to be not mentioned. About seven years ago, my wife went to a kid's clothing store to buy an outfit for my one-and-a-half-year-old son. They were selling shorts for boys in the middle of the winter. My wife asked, but won't they get cold? And the sales lady answered, don't worry, just put tights on. So, so is that a problem? So remember, we had a great way to cause it. We had three sheetas. Ramesha held, if it's convenient, go ahead and do it. And you don't have to differentiate when they're that young. And when it becomes an issue later on, then you'll naturally do that. Diane Weiss was not sure. He's worried about Safina be a dime or maybe the Ramam Shita when you're Malbish somebody else who's a shaygig with Shatnis and Tuma. You had two examples. He said it's hard to know what Shat and the Ramam is and who agrees. So he wasn't sure, but he brings up those two points. And the Shevet Alevi brought down from the Yavits that it's fine, assuming like Ramesh is not Safina be a dime, but you have to be able to tell the difference between the genders even if they're wearing the type O potato sack. Yavit said that in the context where the Gemara says a neutral gender type of clothing, a potato sack, and they're very poor, is mutter, but one had long hair, one had short hair, one had a beard, whatever the case may be. He's not directly talking about the case of the Katanim, but perhaps you could put that shita in as a middle shita. Ramayish is not concerned and they have what to rely on. You can't tie in on the sales lady. But there were two different emails and one person actually asked me uh, in shul afterwards that they, when it gets chilly, they're constantly putting tights on. I don't know what happened to socks and the response I got from one of the shayalim was that they take off their socks in the middle of the night and you can't get them to cooperate. So they put tights on, they can't get the tights off. Live and learn. I thought we had central heating. But I guess not always. This is in America, in Muncie. So, Ramesha is mutter, and Diane Weiss is not convinced there's a problem of Hini Diane, but that's where the Shaila would fall. It's certainly what to rely on. It seems to be a more common meaning than I would imagine, because I never heard of it until we brought this up. So, that was the Chazar from last week, and we start. The Sugi of Lifneiver tonight, even though we started looking at the Pasek at the last minute of the year. Again, anybody who's listening or is listening afterwards, the new Marmachemis that was sent out, the new, I'm not going to memorize this off the sheet, but uh, we sent out uh, new Marmachemis, and if you have to remember, you sent it out with today's email as well. So the new Marmachemis and the uh, link is still the same as it's always the same for all the year. So if you do miss, though, let's uh, not get all the sugiyas, but we're going to build this like the other ones, and it's going to be dependent on the groundwork and the psukim and the 10 or 15 sugiyas, and it'll get to this before we get to the bishanim. So if you do miss, try to catch up. And without further ado, let's go to the main copy, which says, page one, Pasuk what was that? Oh, 
I thought somebody was talking for the computer. That's in your phone. You have what? I wanted to oh, okay. Good, good. Okay. You can, the link is not copyrighted. Adorama. Please send it. It saves us time. So, the Lifneiver part of the Pasuk, it's half a Pasuk, huge sugya, and you already know something's going on because it's put with Lasekal Cheirish. That means part of this Isser, there are going to be three different parts, is going to be a situation where you're saying something and it looks like you're giving good advice to the person and they don't know you're giving lousy advice, and it's self-serving. It's not gay on business a lot. As a matter of fact, many of you, when we cover even, we're going to cover the three basic categories just in the Rashi and the Rishayim, and when we get to each one of the separate cover, some of you are going to be asking, well, how do you sell anything? <laughs> That's a kind of basic question. Huh? So the answer, the short answer is, which is not going to be satisfying for now, and that's why we need time to work on it, is we hope you believe in the product you're selling. And if you tell them that this is absolutely the best thing since sliced bread, we hope you believe it. And if you say this is the best company that does this product, and that's why you're paying more, you better believe it. And once you believe it, a good salesman, when they believe in their product, will hopefully be able to convince this fellow this is worth the money. Or if it's cheaper, it's worth the money even though it's cheaper. And if he's smart, he's going to ask, why is it cheaper? And if you're not asking that, you shouldn't be buying it. So in the give and take of the transaction, you have to honestly believe what you're saying. Some people hear that and they say, how can that be? So I repeat the question. You have to just honestly believe in what you're saying, which means the alternative is you have to know you're lying. So those are the two choices. So the answer to that usually is, no, I'm not really lying. I'm just stretching the truth. Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to, you know, the first few weeks of the Sugi, we throw out a lot of caches, and we try to spend a long time trying to figure out how to be master of the minig, <laughs> which we try to do here. So... The Gemara in the Durham talks about a guy making shvuas in a Durham. I'm not selling this for less than nine. And he's making shvuas. He's not buying it for more than six. And the Gemara lets that pass without comment, within reason. Isn't that interesting? Well, are you telling the truth? Not telling the truth. The answer is there comes a point where everybody knows that's hyperbole. Okay. But that's a limited heter within a certain range, and you can't run away with that. I will say... Common example, you're trying to sell him a bridge. That's a great example. No. There's some bridges that are still sales-worthy. They didn't take down the Brooklyn Bridge yet, did they? So that's a cliche already because that's outright Geneva. And it's bad advice when he finds out that he can't really get buyless on it anyway. But a less extreme example, you're selling the building. Why are you selling it? You think the price is right. Inherent in every transaction. This is similar to what we were discussing last week. This might be disturbing for the non-business people, but everybody's a business person, even if you're a doctor. The seller thinks it's going down. The buyer thinks it's going up. 
do your research, you're entitled to your opinion. That's every transaction is like that. Unless you make widgets and are selling them, and then you convince him he needs a widget. Nobody knows what widgets are for the last thousand years. But uh, he wants to buy some, and it's just a stock item. So then go and sell it. If the price is not on no, then it's fine. They don't necessarily get into lift and in every transaction. But you're giving him advice. Now, the seller doesn't have his problem because the information's available, and even if he knows something, if it's not insider trading, which wasn't even us before the stock market crash, if it's legal, it's mutter to a point. The issue is the brokers. We're not here to pick on brokers. But the broker's job is to sell Ruvain on the idea of buying this from Shemin. Does the broker think this is the best deal? I hope so. Although you're giving advice to a person. You're saying you better sell this for this price. You're not going to get anything more. So the difference between a firm person and somebody who's not is a firm person hopefully knows there's some shayas and chesh mishpat in every transaction. And they ask, can they honestly say that if they know somebody's willing to pay more, you better sell it now because they want to make a quick commission? Of course that's not, sir. See, it's even illegal. If somebody who's presenting something and you don't want to wait and you think he's a, a Drake Cups and then tell the guy, take a million now. This guy's offering a million too. I'm, I'm obligated legally to bring that to you, but I think he's a Drake Cup. And if you think so, then it might be worth it for him to take the million and run. That's not bad advice. <laughs> so you're really just talking about honesty over here. You're being asked for advice. You're being paid for advice. You're a broker. You're a stockbroker. These to have those. I don't know if they're around anymore, but on some level they are, financial plan or whatever the case may be. So, churning the account. Anybody know what that is? Churning the account is when you sell stocks in his portfolio and buy and sell and buy and do it with a lot of speed and turnover. And why? The answer is there used to be something, I don't know, with online trading maybe they don't. Commissions are almost down to zero with the competition, but there was a time you'd make a commission. So you have an incentive to buy and sell. That can Ava, you didn't steal anything. Well, you did. You stole his money if you're taking commissions, but it's worse than that. There's a separate law of Lefnever. You're giving him advice without even spelling it out. He's trusting you that this is a great idea. You should sell it now. Why'd you buy it back two hours later? Changed my mind. But it's a great idea to buy it back. And keeps on doing that, and then you can get into legal trouble for that called turning an account. So it's very many people complain as they get to the Sugi, besides Gareva. A lot of this carries with the Gnev also, you're taking his money. But with Naivir, people say, I don't know, I give advice. This is a heavy responsibility. The answer is, yeah, it's a schus. Somebody asks you for advice, you're able to give them advice. A big mitzvah, big mitzvah chesed. But you can't have an agenda. If your agenda happens to dovetail exactly with his agenda, then Gavaldi. But Yetzahara has ways of jading that. So you've got to be very careful, and you've got to really have in front of you what's good for them. This is going to be one of the categories of lifting Iver. He's an Iver for this because he's depending on your information, your advice, and you're pulling the wool over his eyes. We checked that out. That was legit, right? After the poor Niftarim who were getting the wool pulled over their eyes. So one of the few expressions that were okay. So this is the Shai Venis And all three, one of the rare psukim they have, we had Lissachana recently, has three different Mahalchim, they're three different subsugias. We pass like all of them. And so Shai is a Lasha Bachos, we'll get to that some other time. But each one is, and this is the race, this Pratt and this Pusik, as we will see soon in Rashi. Let's take a look at Rashi, Lifnaivi, Lissi Tem Mikshom. The race Mela Kecha Rashi is going to highlight 
whenever it says that, which is relatively rare, it's talking about an Avera where nobody's going to know the difference and you can fool him and you could fool the other guy next time, you can't fool a Baruch Hu. That's why it says, Yehseh If a guy is walking into a tray for a restaurant, you're not going to play Yehseh because you might be able to hide that you have something in your sandwich bag that's tray, but you, the Avera is pretty much Barabim here, you can look honest and give the guy advice, and then something goes wrong. Huh? I tried. So Hashem knows what your motive is and if you're intending to help or to, uh, to harm. Rashi, Lefnei Velesite Mishel. Lefnei Hasuma Bedover. Ever doesn't mean literally a blind person in this pshat. Lefnei Hasuma Bedover, Lesite and Eitzah, She'ena Hagenizloi. Don't give him an Eitzah that is not tailor-made for him if you're being asked for that Eitzah and you're agreeing to give him that Eitzah. If he's paying you, you have Cheshemishpet responsibilities and damages and the Gemara has all sorts of cases where you're looking at a coin, he wants to know the coins then used to fade. It got eroded a lot. And sometimes it was so bad it wasn't over the anymore. So these had professional Shulchanis who would shots up, is this coin worth the full value? Is it over the at all? Yeah, not... And if you're a freelance, just nice guy who knows coins, and you'll do a friend a favor, and he walks in and he asks you, then if you give him the wrong answer, what's the level? But there's liability over here if you didn't take the time to think it through, because it's not your money. You have to treat it as it were your deal and your money. And if you were Pashaya Badava, that's an issue. And if you intentionally misled, then you're in violation of this Isser Deraisa. Self-dealing meaning ain't a hagenis loy. Then he should not. So that's why I said that example is certainly a pshia. The shaila is how willful it was. That's why I said you should. Well, if you know you know nothing about coins, and he walks in with an old shekel and it's the trees are a little rubbed out. You've seen those barakelfer coins. And he says, "Yeah, oh, you want to know? I'm taka, an expert. I'm good at these." And he looks at it and looks at it in the light. Says, "This is kavaldik. Uh, you should take it from the consumer who wants to pay you for the bread." You know nothing about coins. That was the slifnever. That's foolish. Because you'd have to be right. Because most rishayim who do it. If it could be over in this array, they know this is wrong. Whether they know it's Pusik, shot in the Pusik or not, they know this is evil. They're doing it because they want to make money. I'm giving you a case where the guy is so hungry for covered. Guy asks him, Can you look at my coin? He should say, I'm very smart, know a lot about a lot of things. I don't know nothing about coins, but he doesn't want to say that because he's a Balgaiva. So it's hopefully more rare than the guy just trying to make money. Maybe it's more common and he wouldn't steal. He just thinks, I'll take a crack at it. How difficult could it could be to figure out a coin? But it can happen in both cases. You have to say to yourself, internalized, uh, to say any day when any day is a hard thing for people. So uh, if a guy already thinks you know, you don't want to burst his bubble. This is not means not good for him. It's not good for him for me to answer the question about coins if I know nothing about coins. Yeah. I don't have to, it's my covet. I'm, I'm willing to ruin him and to cause him a loss for my covet. Other people are willing to ruin it, so you should give you advice, sell the field. Great, great time to sell the field because you want to buy it from the other guy. That's really various, but I don't know which one's crazier because this guy's making money off of it. That guy's doing it for covet. It doesn't even get any value, but some people like covet more than money. It depends on, uh, depends on the situation. 
currency. Yeah, a different type of currency, right. So, again, you'll notice significant. Rashi picks this as the first shot, the Pasuk. All three are just as valid in the role as the Reza. But interesting, Rashi starts off with this. This is probably the least of the Pshatim in the eyes of the people in terms of what's well known. They're all equal in terms of the eyes of the Lacha. But most people will think about putting a rock in front of a blind person, and believe it or not, that's the most debatable. You might not be ever if you put a Mishnah in front of an Ever, believe it or not. So we'll get to that. That's the most debatable one. But the Eitz Hashem, again, as Rosh says, the Pashim Shat, and causing somebody to do an Avera is the most well-known part of the Sugya, probably takes the lion's share of it, because that comes up more often, and that's not even the first shot. Everybody will agree that that is the shot, and it is a shot, but Rashi says, Eitz Hashem, again, is loy, turns to Eresim Elokecha, is you have an agenda, you're hiding it, and Hashem knows. It's a great time to sell this Sadeh, take the cash and buy a Chamar. And he doesn't know that you own shares in the Chamar business, the local Ahmad rent a Chamar, or buy a Chamar is partially owned by you and you're keeping that a secret. Or you want to buy the field on the cheap. And that's pretty evil and it's an Isidoresa. It's moral evil and it shows corrupt Midas, but some people... I don't want to say some people like to see it as Daraisa, but the Pusik is clearly indicating Rashi saying that's the Pusha on the Pusik. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Everybody agrees the Averas and the Eitzara is putting the rock in front of the blind person is the whole different schmooze. Which we'll get to. No, so Rashi does. He's just he's saying the, the Yeah, he's imagining here because he's picking the it's easy to fit in the Pusik, because if you're giving a cheeseburger to Yid, we would say that's problematic on many levels, which it is, and the question is even, what do you need Lifneiver for? You have a chi of Arvis? You have a chi of Ocheyat to stop him if you didn't give him the cheeseburger? So obviously it's also the hands of the cheeseburger, so we're going to get back to all of these to discuss where, what's the interplay? You can have an assay of Arvis, you can have a list of say of Lifneiver, but Rashi does agree. Oh, Chamaiz said there are too many Gemaras that say so, but Farish, and that's why we start off Slowly with just the Rishayim, right here, and just the Daf. The Yerusha Melakecha Lefi Shahadaver Zayin Amosel Abrias Laid Dem Daita Shalzel Latayver Lara. With the cheeseburger, it's kind of obvious. With the Eitzara, you can't tell right then. The Yacholi Shamei Vilaiman, he could say, "Don't blame me. I thought it was a good time to sell." Yacholi Shamei Vilaiman Latayver Nis Kavanti. Fichernem Abav Yerusha Melakecha Makir Machshava Secha. And Hashem is saying in the Pasuk, I know. The cheeseburger, you could say, I don't know, I thought it was from kosher delight, which doesn't exist anymore. And it was wrapped and I didn't see. There are cases where you're over on it and you can't tie into that. And you're giving a kaziyayin to a nazir. You can say you didn't know he was a nazir. But there are cases like that. But there are cases you did know. And that's the separatist the race of her. Cause him to do an Avera. Now, what you're all wondering is, and it's, a, it's obviously one of the first kashas you're going to have to deal with, isn't tripping somebody up in an Avera also giving bad advice? So what do you need the second category? Every time I'm machshulim an Avera, I'm, if I say, here, have a cheeseburger, that's terrible advice. So what difference does it make? Is advice in gashmi yourself, a field, like buy a hamar, you should buy a hamar, I want your field, whatever the motive is, I'm giving him a cheeseburger. That's the worst advice 
Machdir is worse than Hargai. So why is that automatically included? Yeah, we're going to throw out all these kashas just to think about, and they have to be dealt with because if there aren't two separate categories, why would Chazal draw two different categories? Or are they not? Maybe they're just giving other examples. There are many nafkaminas where it might be one or the other, or both. So that's why it says, And there are other examples of Chumash where it adds on which is a good idea for every Pasuk. It adds it only to the Psukim where you think you're getting away with something. Take a look at the Baal term in Yudalid. La Sitei Mechshol, the Baal term, as only Baal term does, points out it's missing a Vov. You'll say, well, when Mechshol appears in Tanakh, does it normally have a Vov? The answer is yes. And it doesn't have one here. And that's why the Baal term is pointing it out. Chasavav, Lime Rafila, and Anaisa Mechshol Mamish. Sounds like the Baal term holds you'd also be able if you need to put a rock in front of a blind person. And many Rishonim hold like that. But the Chasavav is telling you, no, it doesn't have to be a full Mechshol like a rock in front of a blind person, the full sense of the word. Even if you're giving him advice, which he thinks is good for whatever he wants to decide on, and you have very rotten things in mind. So that's why it's chasavav. You take a look at the Malbim on the next page, on page two. The Malbim makes further diukim. Malbim often points out the inyanim, you could tell from the dictate of the Pusik. If we're talking about only a person who is and blind, you're putting a rock or some other stumbling block in front of him. And he's trying to explain why Chazal took it out of the Pashup shot. Why are there three Mahalchem over here? We have a Pasuk that says, So you'll say, well, we know that already. There's a Pasuk that Aser is being Mazik somebody. We have Bar, Shar. Well, if you ask that, you just fell into my trap. Baba Kama, the most discussed thing before you even start the Mishnah, or as you start the Mishnah, they have a stipler on it, and the Harnam discuss at length, what is the Isser to be Mazik somebody? Where is the Isser to be Mazik somebody? Baba Kama starts off with Psukim that tell you about Bar, Shara, Maba. Where's the Isser? Ain't ancient Elam came out here. So you say, well, you don't need a Pusik. Dig a bar, a guy's going to fall in. The Pusik talks about Tashlumim. Is there a Makar for the Isser? Do you need a Makar for the Isser? That's a big Shaila at the beginning of Baba Kama. So this would answer that question. We have a Pusik here. Lifne Iver, Don't dig a bar. Somebody who is either blind or a dark hat is going to fall in. That would be a great makar for the Isser. So there's a lav, and if you do it, and he falls in, you've got to pay also. Do uh, you need an Asara? We'll see soon the Meshach Hachma is going to talk about this. That's a very big issue in Hilchas Nazik and what the makaris are. But Mabam is pointing out that it can't be the Pashab Shabbos. They wouldn't have used this word. So therefore, Chazal took it from the Pashup Shah. Either took it Lagamre, or we still say, That's generally a klal, and every klal has exceptions, very few exceptions. 
and Mickey is the Pshita means we'll pass like the Pasha Pshat, and then we might have Drushas also. Lasecha Adam, the classic example of Lasha Bachos, has like five different Mahacham in the Gemara. We paskin like all of them. So many will argue that we don't even pass like the Pasha Pshat. The mob's not necessarily saying that. Lahatsiyu, the fire shall leave our either means they took it out of the push shot only or they took it completely out of the push shot. And they said it's on the Iver Hasecha. What's an Iver Hasecha? Somebody who's missing information. He's blind in his intellect, which means he's a smart guy, but he's missing information. And the guy convinced him to sell his field or to do whatever else he wants for self serving purposes. Shanazan Laitzam. So giving an Eitzah is nice in an Eitzah. Putting down a brick or a stone is sosim. And the Malbim says, therefore, this flies off the page, so to speak. It's obvious why Chazal made this diak. The fire again And he's giving him an Eitzah, and he is hiding the fact that he's being mashalim. And that's why it says, as Rashi brought down. So this gives us an idea of what's bothering Chazal over here. If you go to page 3. So you're bringing that example from the example used in Shir. So um, example with the TGS, Texas Gulf Sulphur, that old company, though everybody went to jail afterwards anyway. They were... It's just interesting. That's what is the example of they have a right to do this and hide their research because nobody should piggyback on, on the money they spent. And that's a legitimate concern in many businesses. And that's going to remind me in a few months because I have to chaz over that story and uh, every six years usually get to it. And in business, that happens a lot. When can you not lie? Shouldn't lie. When can you withhold information because the information they want is what they're always looking for in a sneaky way is what do you know and what can we save money on? They, often they have no right to that information. If it's very public, let them figure it out. If it's so public uh, and the guy's momish like missing something because of something you misled him, then tell him. But usually they're trying to piggyback. I don't like using chazers as is there a better word for that? It's like piggybacking? I don't know. Why? Davrachebek. Yeah, that's not going to fly for the Havana of the Sugi here. But, uh, okay, we'll use it for now. It's not... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the, you spent millions of dollars drigging and the rigs and up and down, up and down, up and down, and now you finally found a place and they faked left and went right, which is the right thing to do from a business perspective. And, and they bought up land, all the land around there in Alberta, wherever they were. And land was very cheap. They did that because if they let everybody know they just found oil, the land's going to go up 100 times the price. They're not machiv to do that. And they can send other companies to buy it, and they try not to lie. If they say, are you from that guy who was drilling around here? I said, I don't know who that is. It has to be, you've got to stick to them as much. So if you've got to stick to some, you know, that guy, I don't know the guy, you probably don't know who the CEO is. You've got to try not to lie. But if he's asking for information he doesn't deserve, which happens all the time, People make a business out of trying to get information that can be handy to <laughs> undercut or do whatever they're trying to do. That's a problem that I'm allowed to try to defend myself and question is to what degree. That's what you were referring to. That's going to be split up into many, many other scenarios. It happens to be they all went to jail because they were found to have traded the stock ahead of the announcement, and they all went to jail for insider trading. 
So it's interesting to bring that as an example of how they had the right to do that. It happens to be the people involved were not that honest for other reasons, but that was an internal issue. That wasn't vis-a-vis uh, -vis the people they bought the field from. Knowing that I was there was not a problem. Yeah, the, yeah. That, that cover-up was, was appropriate. And the whole corporate espionage is, like any other espionage, is rampant. The only heter for espionage in war is that if somebody's trying to kill you, you have a right to So countries have a right to defend themselves. Corporate espionage really is not mutter under any circumstances. Now that sounds shocking. You have no right to send somebody in or hire somebody away so he can come to you and spill all the beans, which is what happens every bank, single day. If you're going to bankrupt a company, is that considered killing you? If you're going to bankrupt which company? Who's bankrupt the company? going to defend itself from bankruptcy. That's the company themselves. They should, before they give credit to people, they should find out. You want to tell somebody? That's, that's an important shayla. You know somebody's going bankrupt. We're going to get to all these cases. You have, if you're the attorney, you have duties to your client. It's not so posh. This is my semachalyam. There's not a day that the shayla don't come up. Uh, but you have to know, you have to break it down. Who are you? What's your chiv? How do you know this information? And why are you leaking it? Who are you trying to protect? This is, uh, and this comes up all the time. Everybody's looking for this information. So uh, you've got to be careful what you say to Kiddush. A Kiddush is very significant because a Kiddush is usually on Shabbos. As a matter of fact, if you have a Kiddush on Tuesday, it's probably Baal Tosef. There can't be a Chaloiz din Kiddush on Tuesday. You can call what you want. You had a baby girl, you want to have a party. It can't be a Kiddush. So if you're at a Kiddush and it's Shabbos or Yantif and you're schmoozing, it shouldn't turn to business because that's also anyway, Dabu Dover. And often in these types of situations, people laid back and they sometimes have a shot or two. Some chasayim and people are looser. You can have people, not here, you can have people trying to get information. Oh, how's plenty doing and what's going on and this deal. So we have to expect a certain amount of that because people are curious. There's another word for that, but let's use the word curious. So that's natural, but the smart, curious people often are just looking for clues to know what's going on so they could use the information. And it's often against somebody else. So to, that's, uh, that's a problem. So it's a very good question, and we'll... Um, Get to it. We're not going to get to the Meshul Chachma now, even though I said we're going to start it. But Meshul Chachma is a fabulous deep, and I'll get to Babakame issues we just mentioned. Mitzvah Shem, we'll pick that up tomorrow night.